0: Hello everyone, this is Noah and John and we are from Urban Digs and we're talking Manhattan. And John, we got Cynthia Keskinkaya from Element here. And she's gonna tell us what's going on and I wanna get right to it. I don't wanna waste anyone's time. I like it. Cynthia, what's going on? What's your view of the market, especially as we head into this fall peak season?
1: Great, first of all, Noah and John, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, The market is, is active. There is a lot of buyer activity. Um, I'm actually seeing uh, a good number of new buyers entering the market and uh, how that's going to translate into signed deals remains to be seen is it going to be in the very near future or in the next few months, but there is definitely activity and buyers are out.
0: So, so this is final. This is great to hear. We don't usually start off a show like that with this kind of um, information, but you're on boots on the ground. So when you say activity, are you telling me buy-side inquiries are up, buy-side showings are up, you're starting to put bids in, uh, that kind of thing?
1: So um, I'm seeing both. On my listings, I have definitely seen an increase uh, in uh, activity showings. Um, on With my buyers, I, I'm getting uh, new buyers and they're really new to the market. Um, a mix of uh, first-timers uh, and, and people looking into the future retirement kind of apartment. You know, when I sell my house in Westchester, I'll have an apartment in New York. Or when I stop working, I'll keep my house and have an apartment. So I'm seeing both. That's
2: that's very interesting, you know, because I think a lot of the conversation uh, sort of on the agent side has been sort of, you know, as they, as they frame this for sellers, a lot of it has been, all right, well, this is a great trade-up market. You might lose a little bit on this one, but if you're buying up, you're gonna get a lot more value. And I'm curious, are buyers coming from abroad or even in the market now, are they are they making that calculation on their own? Are they seeing the deals sort of in the larger apartments or the the ones that they want to trade up to on their own? Or is that um, you know, what's their what are they thinking?
1: The the buyer when you say buyers coming from abroad abroad, do you mean uh, foreign the foreign market? I mean the
2: near abroad. I mean like Westchester.
1: Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Just to Jersey. Um i i i'm not seeing um i'm seeing i've had a couple of different buyers that are westchester even the hamptons uh they have been living out there semi-retired semi working from home and uh they're thinking to sell their home and this is really interesting i was when i was having these conversations i was really surprised but they're thinking to sell their homes and looking at, I have, a, I happen to have a, a larger apartment on the market. It's three bedrooms and I, I'm getting such buyers coming to look at it because for them, uh, they want to take advantage of the better pricing and uh, they're not necessarily looking forward to stay in the suburbs the rest of their life, driving, mm-hmm. et cetera.
0: And you know what? It's an interesting trade right now to think yeah. about it because the suburb market is red hot. Yep, You know? The city market's kind of dismantled right now. Yep. So if you kind of think ahead a little bit and you think about which housing markets are going to start to normalize and regress towards the mean, you would think that the hot markets might kind of bubble up and kind of fall over at some point. And meanwhile, the the value markets start, you know, catch up a little bit. It's really interesting. Um, Cynthia, do me a favor. In the recent deals, have you had a couple of recent deals in the last uh, few months? Okay.
1: Yes, I'm very fortunate. <laughs> They're hard okay. to come by.
0: Yeah, I want to tap your brain right there. People want to know about these deals. I'm a fly in the wall on these deals. Could you give me an idea of negotiability or discounts and where those deals have happened? Sure.
1: Uh, so uh, I, I'm going to start from the older deals to the newer deals because there's a, a interesting pattern. Um, on an older deal that we signed back in May, so mm-hmm. the the person had seen it before the shutdown. Right. Uh, a little bit over a million, uh, price range. Um, and that went, that went for full ask.
0: Wow. In May.
1: In May. I know it was, and, and ironically we tried to sell the apartment the year before and couldn't find the buyer. We ended up renting it. We just couldn't find the right buyer at the right price.
2: Well, okay. that's, this is this is a very good example. So, I, if I could dig into this for a second, so I'm I'm curious, how much of this do you think was just it was actually just really priced right, and how much do you think that it sort of just spoke to the pandemic influenced buyers who are looking for very specific things?
1: Um, I, I in that case, I think it spoke to to that pen, uh, buyer who was looking for that specific location and needed was starting a job was you know graduated. um, uh, uh, mm-hmm. had recently graduated and was starting a job. And that apartment spoke to this particular buyer and uh, they went for it. And uh, I, I'm sure that she's gonna enjoy it and live there for a long time and, and love it. And they were, they were thrilled.
0: What about the other two deals? The
1: other, uh, the other uh, co- this, these are examples of course, but another uh, deal that I had, um, we signed the deal in July and um, that traded for the negotiation there is about five and a half percent off the ask. Under a million? Uh, that was uh, about a million and a half
0: asking Okay million and a half. And what about the third deal?
1: The third deal uh, asking just under a million and a half, and we ended up uh, getting in the deal at t- about twelve percent discount. Okay. So, so- full, 5.5, 12%. It's
0: all over the place. And I mean, it's a fun- all over. It's a function of how you're pricing. I mean, we're looking at the product. We're looking at how you're pricing. I mean, this one and a half, this third one that you got 12% discount. I mean, this could have been a $1.1 million property that decided to price at 1.5. And there's your 12%. I mean, I'm just throwing numbers yeah. out. There, right? um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of how this thing happens. Um, John, the the numbers that we're seeing, all right, and there's not a lot of them. That's the thing. You know, I'm starting to get emails from agents John complaining to me. They're like, "No, I'm trying to look up sales in the in the Kips Bay 1 to 2 million co-op market pre-war." You know, these weird small sectors and they're like, "I don't see any sales in the last 3 months." And I'm like, I don't, uh, where are you going to get them?" And this is oh. what's going to happen over the last 4 to, the next 4 to 6 months. I and don't know
2: I don't know why you're hating on Kips Bay. First of all, I love Kips <laughs> Bay. Well, it's interesting <laughs> is and you're exactly right, but you know, when you look at with Cynthia's numbers when you take the average or the median of these things, I mean, it, it looks like sort of a normal market, but it's, it's but all, it's not. Place and everything's dependent on which buyer does this apartment yeah. suit and how many of them are there. And the second thing is, well, does this seller actually really need to sell at this moment? If so, maybe they're going to reach down and make that deal. If not, they might just hold on.
0: Yeah, but I mean the num- the point is is that all the numbers are ranging around six to ten percent, seven to ten percent, you know, maybe eight to eleven percent. They're right around that range somewhere, with mm-hmm. some above and some below. I, I'm just not seeing mass like fifteen to twenty percent and more deals, and discount. That's all I'm saying. It's just it's just I think buyers buyers are just at a different level of expectations than sellers right now. Well, look, 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 yeah. that's it
1: no yeah. you hit you hit, I think you hit the nail on, on the head because I've been I've been thinking a lot about this you know the the numbers are coming in as you said that the discount is is quite low uh, given what we're going through I think that uh, what we're not factoring in is the low ball offers that are coming in that we're just flushing them out the window yeah and saying you know they're low ballers they're bottom fishers I think that if we uh, start to think about that a little bit more that, and that's where we see that the buyers and the sellers are not, they're, they're just don't
0: yeah, It's a good point because you see that and we, yeah. and we yeah.
2: don't, right? Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: John, but, go ahead.
2: But, but let me ask you this. So you get these low ball offers, you know, I'm just talking about the sell side now. Um, you know, one of the questions we, we were thinking about asking is how is the sell side, is it getting antsy? And I guess I'd like to sort of tweak that question a little bit by saying, when you get a low ball offer on the, as representing a seller, do you just instinctively sort of, ah, it's a low ball seller or are you, are you engaging every single one at this point?
1: Personally, I absolutely uh, engage every single offer. Um, the sellers, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough for them because um, they're getting showings. The people are coming through the apartments. There's a pandemic. They're still showing the apartment. Buyers are coming in and they get, you know, a low ball offer. And then what do you do with that? And their reaction, they're, emotionally, they just want, yeah, of course, they get you know they get very antsy. Uh, but we have to nurture those offers and try to bring them up. And I think one way you can kind of see where the real bottom fishes are is they throw that offer and then they just walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so if there's no engaging, there's nothing you can do. And that's really, in my opinion, that's how you know when you're dealing with a low baller.
0: I always thought, you know, I'm not in the game, but I mean, John, we work the buy side. We've done a ton of deals in Manhattan real estate. So, you know, these brokers know us from doing transactions and we were on the other side of the transaction. We were on the buy side when we were putting these in. And I always thought that when the sell side engaged us with a low ball and said, you know what, thank you very much for your offer. Your buyer is, is more than qualified. We do not have a response for you at this time. The response is no response from my seller. I always found and I don't know what I I don't know. I always found that our buyers actually reacted more aggressively in response to that as a whole, looking back on it, like 12 years of doing business here. um, That kind of irked the buyers. It got them to kind of bid against themselves and say, ah, you know, I thought it was a little. All right, let's go in a little higher and see what they say now. And we try to tell them, you know, you can do this piecemeal. We can go 12 steps until we get the deal. Right. Or you can just, you know, make a big leap up and we can say we're serious and we try to get, you know, as much of a negotiation as we can. But I don't know what you think about that.
1: Um, I think that you, and I think in any market, first of all, you, you should consider every offer seriously and you should definitely engage um it, with, with the, with the other broker. And I mean, some brokers, I've called them made offers and they literally hang, want to hang up the phone because, yeah. you know, they say your, your buyer is not serious. Your buyer is not real. And that's not always the case. I think that, you know, there are a good percentage of times from the low offers, you can make a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You can bring both parties to the table.
0: Very brokerish of you. I mean, we are brokers, right? There's a big, we and we're trying to broker the two together. Let's not forget who we are. Listen, Um, You're on the ground, you're seeing what you're seeing. What do you think is is ahead? Like when I look at, you know, November, December, January, like what what lies ahead there?
1: Well, that's a very, that's a tough question, but I would say more of the same. I think we'll get surges of activity um, as, you know, buyers come in. There's a natural progression to to this process. The buyers come in, they get educated, they, they check out the inventory they make offers. So I think that uh, we're gonna see more of the same, uh, a couple of peaks, couple of lows, peak, low, peak, low. Yeah. I think that's where we're going through the next, yeah, the next, uh, you know, getting over the election, getting over the, the winter COVID, all kinds of emotional uh, things mm-hmm. that are, you know, as well that are holding uh, buyers back from, from making offers.
2: Right. Yeah. and Can I just follow you, follow up on that a little bit? And that's, um, you know, a lot of the market we, we've discussed has been driven by sort of the under 2 million market. A lot of the people who are purchasing now are working in New York, living in New York, and this is a primary residence for them. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested in your view on, say, the people who this is not necessarily a foreign residence, maybe the foreign investors, the foreign buyers who, who really powered so much of the market back in the yeah. 2014, 2015 peak. What's up with them? Where are they? are they? are they coming back? Is there a lure for them at all here?
1: Um, I believe that they will come back. I think right now there is a couple of, a couple of issues we have to get through. One is our country is close to foreign nationals. Uh, so unless you have a pretty much close obviously, but I, I, as my understanding, if you're from about 30 countries, you cannot come in on a you know just a passport visit for two weeks and find an apartment. Uh, you have to uh, you have to have a uh, U.S. Um, green card or be a citizen in order to come into the country. So that's very limited for most countries in most cases. So if you can't get the buyers to our to New York City, it's tough to sell them. We have the virtual tours, of course, but that hasn't really uh, I think it hasn't really materialized into deals. At least not for me. It's been helpful to guide the buyers, but not materialize. So we need to uh, get over this we need to be able to travel so yeah. that buyers can come in. And then of course, also the dollar is still, the currency deal is not there for them yet. I think that's- yeah. the
0: and it, Cynthia, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the restrictions because I mean, we forget, <laughs> we forget for a little while that that all those people that may wanna come in and go view property, they can't. Um, yeah. and, and that is a big kind of holdback. So if you think about what's driving New York City demand right now, it's missing a big arm. It's yeah. missing a piece of its a piece of its tentacle, whatever's missing, it's just not there. And it's and that will come back. And when that does come back, I'm sure it'll be a period of time when a lot of other things will come back. So, I mean, looking forward, you made a really good point. Up, down, up, down, highs, lows. That's exactly what's going to happen. And we're looking at this on a monthly basis and we're going to have multiple lows, multiple peaks, multiple... And we're not going to be able to find the trend. So we're telling people just be cautious on the next price trends of the next four to six months. After that, I think we can probably start an uptrend I, is,
1: yeah i was going to say i agree that we still need a few months to get through to this price discovery as the third quarter reports came out that really wasn't very helpful because it was comparing to you know a year that um it, it's just they were not very helpful uh because it shows the price trends are actually up
0: yeah i
2: know so and, and- how,
1: how do you tell your buyers to, I mean, <laughs>
2: You're, you're exactly right. And I think we have another couple quarters of just really funky price metrics simply due to statistical effects of, you know, comparing one market to another market as well. You know, uh, Acris right now currently is having issues. So who, that's going to affect sales price. There's just a number of things that are making any kind of sales based information. That's right. So we really have to focus on what's happening right here, right now in your very local market supply demand. Like it's super simple right now. So okay. it's not.
1: We can look at it that way. It is super simple. Look at the supply of what you,
0: yeah. Yeah, and that's, and and you make a good point. How do you tell clients what the hell's going on? You got these conflicting data sets and it's data. It's pure data, but there are reasons for it. And John, we discussed it in our weekly report. You had that 2019 pull effect from the mansion tax that, that hurt Q3 last year. Very easy to beat. Here we are. Price yeah. increases. Not really the case in the streets.
2: But so. I, got, I got to say, you know, you know if, if you're an agent you know, like Cynthia and you understand why the prices now are actually up compared to last year, that's gold because it makes it is, you- look. That is awesome. gold. Yeah. If you've got consumers that are confused and you're just like, oh, well, it's because of this, this, and this. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Totally in funny.
2: times of confusion, man, th-
0: this consultant's high level the insight, this intelligence that you bring to the table that lets everyone know this is why this is showing it. And this is why it's different than what you're experiencing in the field. Like it's gold. Uh, we're getting towards the end here, uh, Cynthia. How about, how about a tip? Let's just end on agent productivity tips. Let's say I'm a beginning agent. I just got in the business uh, within a year or two ago. I'm, I'm doing okay, but I want to up my game. It's a tough market. What would you tell your older self you know, if you can go back in time and and maybe expedite the, the growth curve uh, of, of a new agent. That's a good question.
1: That's that's a good one. Uh, how to expedite. I don't think that, you know, there is a way you can not fast forward, learn this business. Uh, and I, I think that you, you you just have to keep educating yourself, know your numbers, know the market, study your reports and... And pick, I would say pick a neighborhood and with even within that neighborhood, pick a few buildings on on a sales side and just get really familiar with them and the trends going on. I think that's what I would uh, would advise. Right. Definitely know the market, study the market.
0: Yeah, build a base. (laughs) Build a base, farm a few buildings and build a base of activity there and and branch out. Exactly. Cool. Cynthia Keskinkaya, thank you so much, from Elliman. That is John Walkup. I am Noah Rosenblatt. We are talking Manhattan from Urban Digs, and we will catch you next time. Thank you, Cynthia.
1: Thank you.